Again, thank you so much for being here this morning. I thought the songs this morning were very pretty and done very nice. I love that flute. Thank you so much. And uh, everything, every, everything was just really good. And uh, don't keep Beverly and the family in prayer. I just found out this morning that Beverly just lost her brother. And uh, so y'all keep that family in prayer. I'm sure they'll be leaving here for long, probably going down to Arkansas. And uh, so y'all keep them in prayer. And uh, it's always hard to lose somebody you love. But you know, when they know Jesus Christ, you know you're going to see them again. So I got a message I wanted to bring you today. Uh, I was down in my office the other day doing some things, and this just kind of hit me, and I asked the band to do a certain song, and that song I asked for was When He Reach Down His Hand. If y'all would really listen to that song, that song has such a meaning. Think about it. When He Reach Down His Hand. When He was on that cross, he reached down his hand. There's some things I want changed in that song. We're leaving out the blood. It's on the screen, but evidently the words they got don't have it. I want that in there. It's the blood that saves you. It's the blood that forgives you. It's the blood that cleanses you. Never leave the blood of Jesus out of a word. That is a main thing. That's why he went to the cross. But the words that were sung here and what was on the screen were different. Let's get them together. Let's get the blood in the song. And uh, But what I wanted to talk to you about this morning, I've entitled my message, Take Up Your Cross. Just like Jesus took up his cross for us. We need to take up our cross when we serve Jesus. Uh, you know, in this day and time, it's so easy to get trapped and just tempted by all the temptations that the devil offers you out there in this world. And he's trying to pull us away from Christ. He's offering you everything in the world. But eternal life, he can't offer you that. He can't offer you freedom. The only thing the devil can offer you is eternity in heaven. Think about it. That's all he can offer you. That's all that he can give you. Jesus. Everything. Eternal life. Love. Mercy. Grace. Goodness. It all comes from Jesus. The devil has none of that in him. He is as wicked as they can come. And he's after you, the Christian. He wants you. He wants to separate you from God. You know, the Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. The devil can't separate you. You can walk away, but God's still going to love you. You can go back to the devil, but God's still going to love you, but you're going to pay consequences. The devil cannot offer you anything but hate. That's all he can offer you. And you know, in, in Matthew, Chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus tells us something. He says, anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me 
is not worthy of me. And I'm going to tell you something in a minute. Many of us think take up our cross is something that I'm going to tell you in a minute what take up your cross means. And it's not what most of us think. And then Luke also said similar words as to what Jesus said. When Jesus spoke to a large crowd, here in Luke 14, verse 27, Jesus told this crowd, And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. We think we're disciples, or we walk after Christ. We're not taking up our cross and bearing our cross. We are not. Not walking after Christ. And you know, disciple is a word. You know what disciple means? Disciple simply means a learner. We are learning from the Word, from Jesus, what He wants of us and what we should do. This Word of God in the Bible is directed totally toward us from God telling us what we need to do, what we must do, what we must do to have salvation what we must do to enter heaven, how we must receive Jesus. This Word tells us everything. And so many of us, we skip over God's Word. We don't get it into our heart. We're not reading it like it says. Sometimes we want to leave things out. And many That's why I don't like many of the interpretations the Bible's had. I've, I've, I've read some of the Bible. NIV is one of the worst things that we even have. The Word of God. It, it, it leaves out a lot of space for King James. I will, I will not teach out in NIV because it does not state the true word of God. And I read an article on that that, that that said many other pastors, theologians, and also agree with this about the NIV Bible. If you've got an NIV, read it and then compare it to what the King James says and see how much it's less than but Jesus also said in Luke 9, 23, I'm talking about take up your cross. Anyone who would follow after me, he said, must take up his cross daily. What do you mean daily? I'm going to get to that in just a minute. I'm going to tell you what this daily is and why we have to do it daily. And But, <coughs> excuse me, but what does it mean to take up your cross? That's what I said a while ago. You know, I've heard so many people refer to taking up your cross as uh, they're referring to a hardship they're going through, uh, a difficult situation in their life. And I know some of us are facing those things right now. There's some situations in our lives. We're going through some hardships, and we're going through some difficult times. But that's not, that's not what it means about taking up your Bible. I mean, excuse me, taking up your cross. I don't know whether you know it or not, but nowhere in God's Word does it reference the cross as taking up a hardship or, or, or a difficult situation. The Bible does not reference the cross as that. In the Bible, the cross has only one meaning, one biblical meaning, and that is death. Anytime a person took up their cross in the Bible, they were going to be put on it and die. Like Jesus, he had to bear his own cross. He took every criminal, every person who ever was that was nailed to the cross carried the own cross. And they were then nailed to it, and they died on that cross. That cross simply meant death. And it was the Romans that came up with the cross, with the cruelty of the cross. They came up with it. 
They wanted something so bad and so terrible that would cause so much pain and so much suffering that before a criminal would think about doing something, he'd think about that cross. Hey, if I do that, they catch me. I'm going to be put on that cross. I know what that cross is. I've seen my friends. I've seen others that are on that cross. I've seen their suffering. I've seen what they went through. I don't want to go through it. That's why they made the cross so terrible. It's trying to cut down on the time. Those robbers, they come up with the cat of nine tails. They come up with all kinds of things to deter the criminals from doing that. But the cross was one of the crudest things that they come up with. The death on the cross, we know, caused much pain, much suffering. When that, when that person died on that cross, most of the time it was suffocation. They would break their legs on that cross where they couldn't push up to get their lungs where they could breathe in air. They'd break those legs where they just had drooped out and the lungs couldn't expand. They couldn't breathe. And, per- and that person would die of suffocation. That's how cruel the cross was. So when it says take up your cross, the only thing it's referring to is death. Are we saying that, uh, are we being called to die? Yes, we are. But not to a physical death, but to a spiritual death. To a spiritual death of self. We are called to a spiritual death of self. We have to die to ourselves. We've heard that, we've heard it. But what does that mean? Dying to self. That's dying to the needs. That's, that's dying to, to the things that Satan wants to put in your life. I'm going to get to it here in just a second. But Jesus is calling us to death. Yes, he is. A spiritual death. He wants us to let an old sinful nature in us die. He wants to let that old man that we used to be die. And not rise up against him. Believe in all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. To serve him like he needs to be served. You know, it's only Jesus and Jesus only that can, like I said, want to give us eternal life. We ought to be doing all we can to achieve that goal is eternal life and to be with Christ when our time comes. But Jesus is calling us to a spiritual death. You know, he wants that old man in us to die. That old man is our evil desires that rise up in us. These wicked dreams and stuff that we come up with and the wants of this world. Jesus wants us to die to those things because all that is is for Satan. Satan is, what did the Bible say Satan came for? Why? What reason did he come? John 10, 10 tells us. Satan came only but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his only purpose here, to kill, to destroy, to steal. That's his purpose. He has no good whatsoever in him. He has no truth in him. The Bible says that Satan is the father of all lies. The truth does not abide in Satan. Anytime Satan opens up his mouth, it's a lie. We have to avoid these things. And the only way we can avoid these things is dying to self and to that old person that we used to be, dying to the things, the wants, the truth, the desires that Satan has to offer. We have to get rid of that stuff in our lives. 
You know, the call to be a disciple of, of Christ is a call not to just simply live a good moral life. Oh, we should live a good moral life, but that is not what he's calling us to do. It's a call to crucify or put to death the things that hinder our relationship with God. Whatever's hindering your relationship with God, let it die. Get rid of it. Send it to the cross. Get rid of that out of your spirit. Get rid of that out of your inner man. You know, <coughs> excuse me. In Galatians 2.20, Paul says something. He says, I have been crucified with Christ, or I have died with Christ. I no longer live. I, myself, no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in this body, I live by my faith in the Son of God. He says, my life is for, for Christ. It's not for the things of the world. It's not for the dreams. It's not for the desires that this world can offer. He says, I know what that's going to lead to. You know, Paul, we've talked about this before. Paul was a great man. He wrote about two-thirds, three-fourths of, of the New Testament. But Paul also had a problem He says, you know, I don't do those things that I know I should do. And I don't do the things that I should do. But I do the things I know I shouldn't do. How many of us are like that? How many of us do things we know we shouldn't do and we don't do the things we know we should do? That's that old man. That's that flesh. That's that old man Jesus said, let die. Get the Spirit of God living on the side of us. Get rid of that old man. You know, and two, like I said a while ago, death is not a one-time thing. We are called to die daily. daily. We're called to take up our cross daily and carry it and bury it. Because our old sinful nature rises up in us daily. How many of you wake up in the morning with things going through your mind and desires you need to go to bed. starts feeding you stuff. You need to do this. You need to do that. Hey, why don't you do this? Hey, look what I can do for you. You know, he would come with, the devil would come against Jesus, offering him all kinds of things. He said, he, said, he took Jesus up to a high pinnacle. He showed him all the things of the world. The devil told Jesus, if you will just bow down and worship me, I'll give you everything that you go against the word of God. There's going to be consequences. Right now, there's so many of us in here, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. Because of 
Jesus says, take up your cross daily. In other words, you're going to go through some things. There's going to be some things you want. There's going to be things that Satan offers. Turn your back on them. Because you know who it's coming from. You know it's Satan. You know it's evil. You know it's something that you don't need. Because you're going to pay for it in the future. Remember, there will come a day that we will stand before you. verdict is not guilty. If you denied Christ and you're walking with the devil, depart from me for I never knew you. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear well done my good and faithful servant. And that's what we should all want to hear. And the only way we're going to hear it is bearing our cross things that Christ tells us to do, to be, to, to be just, to be so into Christ that we don't want this other stuff. Well, it sounds good, I'll admit, it sounds good, but it will destroy you. It will destroy you. <coughs> so like I said, you know, taking up your cross is not a one time, was not a one time thing. It's a daily thing that we have to do. And, uh, so don't be surprised when you wake up in the mornings and that old nature in you wants to rise back up. All of a sudden, you're talking like you used to talk. You're doing the things you used to do. You're going to places you used to go. You say, whoa, what happened Satan? You took the temptation that Satan offered you. Just like when he offered Jesus, he said, if... See, he was trying to make Jesus question who he was. He's trying to make you question, are you really a child of God? Are you really a child of God? He comes to Jesus and he says, if you be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And of course, like I said before, Jesus just come up with a 40-day, 40-night fast. He was hungry. And that's why Satan hit him. Satan will hit you at your He'll hit you at your weakest point. He knew Jesus had to be hungry. If he could make Jesus turn those rocks into bread, but Jesus looked at Satan. He says, Satan, man does not live by bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you know Satan had to turn and leave. He could not stand up to the word of God. And he can't stand up to the word of God today. That's how we have to. That's how we have to battle Satan with the scriptures, with the Word of God. No, I will not do that. For God says, I shall not do that. 
I must take up my cross daily. Satan, you're going to die in my life. I will not serve you. Tell Satan who you are. Let him know, I'm not following you, Satan. I'm not following this stuff. I'm not being like Adam and Eve and listening to you. I'm not going to be tempted by you. But I'm going to walk in the Word of God and serve Him. You know, all this that's come about is Satan waking up that old nature that you've got inside of you daily trying to draw you back to him and away from Christ. He'll start offering you everything in the world. He'll start tempting you. You better know where that's coming from. Anything that is not of Christ is a Satan. When this thing starts happening and, and, and you, you feel like maybe you're weakening, that, that maybe you want to do some of these things, you know, the thing for you to do when you do that is simply start praising God for what he's done for you, for how he's taken you out of different circumstances. Start praising him for the conviction of that Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of you. That Holy Spirit is warning you, don't do it. This is not of God. Don't do it. That is the Holy Spirit telling you, don't fall for these tactics. This is not a word from God. Holy Spirit is telling you, once again, take up your cross and continue to follow Christ. Pick up your cross and follow Christ. As we die to self and surrender control to God, when we really start surrendering to God, a lot of those temptations start leaving us. God starts giving us more strength. It says that, that, that when we surrender, how many of us have totally surrendered to Christ? What does surrender mean? When an enemy surrenders, what do they do? They give themselves over to you. When we surrender to Christ, we give ourselves over to Christ and follow Him. He's in charge now. We have to totally surrender give ourselves to Christ. And uh, when we do this, the world will lose a lot of its power over us because we become strong and we become strong because we know who we are in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ? If you don't, you better get to learning who you are in Christ. It's your strength that puts you in the position to battle all this stuff that comes against you. It's your faith your will to serve God, quote scripture to Satan, making him leave you. You know, you have the power. Whenever Jesus was getting ready to go back to heaven, he told, he told his disciples, all power in heaven, in earth, and under the earth is given to me. I'm going back to the Father. I'm giving you that power. You now have that power. Who was he talking to? talking to the church. We don't use it. We tiptoe around things. Instead of getting in Satan's face and telling him where he can go and what he can do, sometimes it's, too easy, it's much too easy to give in. We need to stand up and look, Satan, 
I don't know if you know it or not, but do you know who you're messing with? You're messing with a child of the living God. You're messing with the king of kings child. He's not going to put up with it. When Satan starts beating on your door, let Jesus answer the door. Let him go to the door. Satan opens that door. Here. Oh, 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 sorry. I've got the wrong house. Let Jesus fight a lot of your battles, you know. What did Jesus, I mean, what, what did God tell, tell uh, well, I'm trying to think of what his name was now. He was, he was a king, uh, but anyway, he was in a large battle with the Syrian army. And uh, God told him what to do. He says, the battle is not yours, but it is mine. You do what I tell you to do, and I will fight the battle. Wouldn't you rather have God fight your battle than you? But when your faith is in God, you're trusting in God, God will take hold of your battle. Let God have the battle. Satan don't want that battle. Because he knows what he knows already knows the outcome. He already knows the outcome. You know, and the more and the stronger we allow Christ to live in our lives, the more the enemy loses his ability of attacking us and trying to control us. See, Christ is in us. Christ always wins. Christ has never lost a battle. He'll never lose a battle. He is victorious, and he will always be victorious. When he's fighting your battles, you're going to win. The enemy cannot stand against you. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I have to make a confession to you. I am not where I want to be yet. Maybe you're not either. There's still things in my life I have to fight. Every now and then, I'll get angry. I'll get mad. Maybe I say some things sometimes I shouldn't say. But see, that's that old man rising back. That's who I used to be. That's how I used to be. See, I've got to control it. I've got to pick up my cross, carry it daily, and I've got to get rid of this stuff. And I'm still working on it. There's things that make me angry. There's things that make me mad. They said, well, Jesus never got mad. I said, oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He had a righteous anger. Didn't he go into the temple and drive all the thieves and the money changers and all that with a whip? To get out of my father's house, you evil. And they let him. Jesus was angry for what they were doing in his father's house. I can get angry. Somebody starts coming against my God in this house. I will not stand and be dormant. I will not. And I don't think God expects me to. But sometimes I have to watch what I want to say or what I want to do and put it to the side. And I think that's the way we all have to be. 
We have to just let that old man sometimes in us that rises up, we have to quench him. We have to let him die. We have to let him settle down. Say, Lord, I know I shouldn't say that. Sometimes we have to just push it to the side say, Lord, you take care of it. You take care of it. You know what's going on. You know, when we are fully crucified in Christ, that's a process. But often we still have some of that old life that is still in us full of anxieties, full of worries, full of things that we want that we know we don't. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord, I did some things that I shouldn't have done. I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm coming before you just like your word says. Come to me, confess your sins, and I will be faithful and just, and I'll forgive you. What's John going to die? Y'all And when I confessed my sins, I held back nothing. I hid nothing from God. I told him everything. That's what we need to do. Get rid of it all. Let God take it. Let God destroy it. Get rid of it. And let God's forgiveness come upon you. <coughs> you know, sometimes I just have to look and say, God, you're so gracious and you're so sweet. God, I don't know how you put up with us sometimes. Don't give up on Because you know that your people want Jesus more than they want to sin and fight to the world. If you truly love Jesus, you're going to want Jesus more than anybody else. This world cannot offer what Jesus can offer. Sounds good at the time, but one day you will have to pay the consequences. You're going to have to pay the taxes on it. They say sin on taxes is very high. Band to come up and play, the and play, but you know, I just, I just hope and pray that you're here today because you want more of Jesus in your life than you want the world. I'm hoping you're coming to God's house to get more of Jesus in you, because you know that Satan is coming at you. You know he's going to come at you, and you need to be getting.
that word 